Listener Production. Finding time just for you to relax, to unwind, it's pretty hard to do when you're pulled in a million different directions. Think about it. You've got work, swimming practice for the kids, dinner to make, lunch boxes to clean, the list. It goes on and on. But carving out even just five minutes to sit in silence and to reflect, it gives your brain a chance to process and unpack. And meditation, it is the perfect way to do this. Sarah Greenberg, host of A Life of Greatness, she's with me today to tell us how we can make meditation a part of our routines. When I first started meditation, I had what the Buddhists call a monkey mind. My mind was going at 100 miles an hour and I remember starting it. It was during breakfast radio and I thought to myself, this is not for me. I One <laughs> thought was coming in and then the next and then the next and I couldn't even track the thoughts that were coming in so fast and that would be like so bizarre what I was thinking about and I thought, oh, this, I can't just, this is, I'm just, what a lot of people say to me now is like my mind is too active and that's what I thought. But the funny thing is, if your mind is too active, then 100% you should be doing meditation. So I ended up just persisting with it and and the persistence and finding meditations that I liked ended up being the catalyst for me going, wow, if I do this consistently like you do with exercise or something like that, then I can see the effects. And like every every one of us, when we start seeing the effects, we're like, okay, this is really working for me. I want to do it more. I do not meditate. Um, that's okay. <laughs> just being, just being authentic. I do a lot of exercise yes. and I feel like some exercise is kind of meditating because I love running. Sometimes I run without music. I guess I want to hear from your perspective though. What's, I guess what the definition of meditation is. Yeah. If there's one. I think what you're doing is very mindful and mindfulness, that's, like being very much in the is. moment. That's yes. what it is. Yeah. Whilst meditation is like eyes closed and, you know, there are all different streams of meditation. So people have mantras and then there's guided meditation and breath meditation, all that kind of stuff. But it's, you know, sitting in a space in, and, and allowing your thoughts to come in. So always people think like with meditation it means that, well, I have no thoughts in my mind. Like unless you're an unbelievable practice monk, I don't think that would happen to many people but it's allowing those thoughts to slow down and your brain waves slow down. So then things in the subconscious mind might rise up and it could be quite full on, like quite confrontational, but you just meet them with compassion and let them move through you. So I think what I love about meditation so much is like it allows me to get into a quiet space where I'm just alone with my thoughts and I can move through things. You know, it, when in our eyes open life, there's so much noise and chatter that we can push away sort of negative th- feelings and we don't kind of deal with stuff that might be bubbling up. And in meditation, it gives us the ability to be able to sit with things and move through them in a really beautiful way. Doing meditation as well, it then in your eyes open life, it really helps with your reactions. Say you have kids or something like that and you would normally react to something if they did something wrong or something upset you, whatever it is. With meditation, it gives you that time between reaction. So you can think and go, okay, say for example, they drop water all over your papers or something like that. And you initially would be like, oh my God, you've ruined my papers. You think that was a mistake. They didn't mean to do that. I'll just dry my papers out. 
It's not the worst thing that happened and you don't react. So meditation has been so wonderful for any situation that you get into, which we all do in life, when you initially would just kind of like maybe lose it a little bit and you don't do that anymore because you have that time to think. So by meditating, you've learnt to inject more space. Yes. That's a beautiful way of saying it. Yeah, like more of a pregnant pause. Yeah, it slows your brain waves down. So there's not as much going on, you know, especially if you have anxiety or things like that or just a really overactive mind or you ruminate on stuff a lot. When you get into meditation, it's just slowing everything down. So when you come out of it, you feel so much better. And that's why to me it's so unbelievably life-changing because I mean, I meditate nearly every day, but the days that I haven't meditated, I can feel it. I just feel a little bit off because I'm so used to doing something that gives me so much peace. And so for someone who's listening now who doesn't meditate or who might have a monkey mind, which I'm definitely sure that I do, what's the best way to start? The best way to start is to just find meditations that you like. Like I sell some on my website that are 10 minutes long and then there's one that's a manifestation meditation that's 20 minutes long where I get people to visualise. But the 10-minute the ones, are ones for evening and ones for the morning, it's nice because it's guided and then you yeah. can think about, you know, which makes it easy for people I think at the start to have guided meditations. You know, it allows you to relax a lot. And then also if you want to, you can find teachers to practice with, meditation teachers. I studied Vedic meditation for a period of time and I learned with a teacher at that stage. So there's all different, and and with Vedic meditations where they give you a mantra. So if that's more your thing, that's something that you could, you know, there's, it's easy to find them around Australia. Um, You can just use a Google search. So there's plenty, you know, or there's the Calm app or anything like that. Yeah, there's heaps of resources out there. Heaps of resources. What does it mean to be mindful then? So mindfulness is when you're completely in the moment. So say, for example, you mentioned that you run a lot. I could imagine from my days of being a runner, not for a very long time now, but from when I used to be a runner, you just get into like, it's like you have a flow in a sense and you're just like in this rhythm and you don't even notice like say you're doing, I don't know, 6K run or something like that, it goes so fast because you're so present in that moment, right? And I feel like the same thing when you're mindful, they talk about mindful eating, that rather than be distracted and have the TV on and, um, you know, be talking on the phone whilst you're eating or things like that, and then you get off and you're like, oh, that hasn't even, even touched the sides. If you're actually mindful about what you do and you're very present, mindful is being present in that moment, then you're able to enjoy what you're doing. Gretchen Rubin, um, she's written a new book called The Five Senses and she's got this exercise, I guess another activity to to be more mindful is you try and think of the five, like you go for a walk and you describe the rose that you've smelt and you touch the leaves and feel how rippled they are underneath your fingers. Um, You smell the salt Mm. from the beach and I really like that exercise as well because it's, I guess, another reminder of trying to be in the present moment. And another thing I think which stuffs us up with being mindful is having our phones. Yeah. Because as soon as oh, my phone is in my hand, I'm I'm not here. I'm distracted. I'm checking things. I'm writing back to messages. And so I'll, I'll often, if I go for a run or I go for a walk, 
I try and leave my phone at home. Absolutely amazing. And I totally agree with it. We agree with you. Like having the phone is a complete distraction. And I know that we do need it in a lot of situations. And parents always say, you know, if kids are at school, they're worried that the teacher will ring or something like that. And I get it. But I suppose having it to the side where it's not as distracting and maybe even putting it on silent so it's not going off every two seconds and buzzing and things like that. But the more time that, yes, you can spend with your phone away from you, and especially if you do have kids, you know, people always talk to me about like you work full time, and I'm sure for you as well, Taria, there's so much going on. Don't you feel like, you know, you're bad that you're not with your kids as much? And I always say, but the time that I am with my kids, I'm fully present with them. I'm mindful with them. I'm not sitting there on my phone with them. I mean, you can be with your kids all day, but if you're not present with them and you're always on your phone or you're distracted, then that's no better than not being with them at all. They may as well not be with you then. So it's about the time that you're with them, making the most out of that and being mindful within that, that they appreciate. Sarah will be joining us on another episode of the podcast soon. If you want to hear more from Sarah, head to her podcast, A Life of Greatness. And you can also find her on the gram at Sarah Grinberg. Thanks for listening to Terea Pitt's Pep Talk. Follow to get new pep talks every day. Listener.